It's the boy, Bubba, let's come in through Ella Clutch, flawless, can't be touched It's your boy, Bubba, let's Yeah, I need that hot take I need the truth and everything that is not fake so tell me Welcome back, Bubba Bunch, to another edition of the Bubba Let's Sports Podcast It is episode 244, and today we are reviewing the great game that was the Cowboys versus the Patriots in week six. I, we're, we're just over 24 hours of this game happening. I didn't get to watch it live. I had, I have just got done watching it like literally five minutes ago. I watched CD Lamb catch that ball in OT and here I am already reviewing it. Um, but all the, the hype that was the talk after the game, what happened, the crucial plays, you know, the Cowboys, their performance, it, it all lived up to the hype of my anticipation for this game prior to Sunday. You know, we said it in the, the preview that the Cowboys really have to beat themselves in this game in order to lose this football game. And really for the Patriots, their defense is really what's going to make them succeed. And Mac Jones, if you just allow him to be more confident and allow him to throw the ball downfield, we saw pretty much everything explained like everything that could have happened in this game from that preview as far as the Cowboys beating themselves you know not looking focused and having a heat check game along with the Patriots having a great game plan defensively if Mac Jones just is comfortable and he's just not making mistakes this team can really pull off the upset and get a must win if they if they want to avoid two and four and avoid oh and four at home as well and going through this game, it felt like there was four games going on in 60 minutes. You know, it just felt like it was a completely different first half to the second half. And then you had the OT, which did have a little bit of controversy to it as well. There's so many aspects to this game to look forward to um, and talk about. I don't know if we're going to get to all of them because I, I just watched the game and I am completely worn out especially after watching that game. Like I was stressed, even though I knew the result thinking that something was going to be different. There's so many little things that if it goes wrong or goes a different way, this game drastically goes in a, a different scenario, whether that's a Cowboys blowout or the Patriots pulling off the upset. So many little things. And that's, I mean, that's the epitome of what Bill Belichick is the little things, right? And the things that the Cowboys don't usually get right. They get the little things wrong. They get those small mistakes that add up and they shoot themselves in the foot. This could have been one of those exact situations and one of those results that we've seen time and time again from the Dallas Cowboys. You're talking about a team that has not, like that didn't score a touchdown against the Patriots since 2011. Like Tony Romo was the, the last quarterback for the Cowboys to score a touchdown against this New England Patriots team. And that was in 2011. They have not been the Patriots in six straight meetings. So they're trying to avoid seven in a row. And then the Patriots, I mean, you got to talk about how rough their season has been. And they had that great performance against Tampa Bay that fell short. Now you can add that to that list of really great performances that easily could have gone their way. And they just fall short at home. And it's a very heartbreaking loss for them that could really affect the rest of their season. Look, going to, to the beginning part of this game, I think overall, overall in this game, before we get into the first half, first quarter, whatever, adversity has to be the word of the day when it comes to this game. Adversity for the Cowboys, dealing with so many penalties, so many mistakes, drop balls, um, you know, missed opportunities, and then lack of play on the defensive side. I want to get to the defense in a little bit because really, 
at the end, you know, toward the end of this game, they really stepped up and they took, they took responsibility for, for keeping themselves in this game. They needed to step up and needed to stop the run in order for this game to start going their way. And they did that in the second half, but it really wasn't the case in the first half coming, like coming off and overcoming what I should say, the adversity is something that the Cowboys lack. And this is the type of game that usually they do lose nine out of 10 times. I think if you play this game nine out of 10 times, they play better. They don't have the 12 penalties for 115 yards. They don't have the turnovers. Dak Prescott did not have the best game. And maybe we start to think about, well, maybe Dak's playing a little bit of hero ball. It's going to work out 90% of the time, but that 10%, it could have cost them easily in this game. And in the first half, we saw an offense that was shaky. They they shoot themselves in the foot with the penalties, including Connor Williams, Tyron Smith, Terrence Steele. They can't really get the ball rolling on the running game. You know, they, they get a few yards, but they don't get the exact amount, like six yards per rush like they usually do. And Zeke's getting a little banged up out there. They're doing a pretty good job and, and pressuring the quarterback. We, we talked about how Matthew Judon could be an impact player in this game and how well he's been this season. He leads the league in sacks with six and a half. And this game, it was no different. They took advantage of him going against Terrence Steele or against Connor Williams, Tyler Biotish. You could see that Matthew Judon won a lot of those battles up front. And it was hard to control him. Dak was a little uneasy. He wanted to roll out of the pocket. But he just didn't have the time. Made some tough, tough throws that just weren't there and they weren't comfortable. So they really couldn't get a rhythm going. And then New England comes out with two punches immediately with 14 points already on the board. It was a tough call for Mike McCarthy because... You want to set the tone early on that fourth down call on your side of the field early on in this game, and you don't convert. That look, if you're that confident in your offense, which if you're confident in any offense, it's going to be the Dallas Cowboys because of how great they are offensively at running the football or with Dak Prescott making that easy, quick decision. Most of the time, this is going to work out, and for once, it just did it. That's just the part of the game to where you play an aggressive play call, and it just doesn't work out in your favor. Do I want it to be at the 30-yard line of the Cowboys? Maybe not, but I guess there was a little bit of confidence as well on the Patriots side. If you're Mike McCarthy saying that Mac Jones hasn't shown us a lot and we're going to focus on the running game, as long as we can stop that, we, we won't have to worry about them scoring seven on us. Unfortunately, that's not what happened because that defense did not know how to tackle, did not know how to collapse running holes and win the battles up front because Damian Harris looked pretty dominant in this first half. And even the group of running backs for the New England Patriots looked like studs because this defense just doesn't know how to tackle. They don't know how to get a big stop on third down. That's what I'm going to be worried about going forward with this Cowboys team is that I've seen this in many games, including the Carolina game, I was going to say this, but I just I didn't remember at the time. The Cowboys defense for me, if they're not getting turnovers, is a very passive uh, defense. And when I think about a defense that could be a Super Bowl caliber defense or a Super Bowl winning team, 
I know it's going to be hard in this league because of how offensively dominating it is. There's so many great offenses around the league that defenses really don't matter anymore. You know, Tampa Bay was the exception last year because of how great they were in the playoffs. Like, their defense came together phenomenally. But we think about the Chiefs from a few years ago. They Their defense wasn't that great. They stepped up and created turnovers, much like this Cowboys team does. But are they dominant? Can they stop you and get you off the field? Most times they're going to give up a bunch of yards and in the red zone, as long as they don't break, they'll be fine. And in previous years before that, like we don't see a dominating defense usually be the reason why Super Bowls are won. It's usually because of that offense, a great quarterback, a great running game, and you keep that other offense off the field. And if your defense just doesn't completely fall apart, then you, you have yourselves a nice defense. This Cowboys defense can be that. This Cowboys defense has improved so much since last year, but they are definitely not a top 10 defense. They are not playing at that caliber yet. I think it's individuals that are putting things together, and as long as they're doing their part, plays will be made. Trevon Diggs, if he continues to get interceptions, this Cowboys team does have a chance to win and win far into this season. Micah Parsons, if he can make a play up front, then damn right this team has a chance to win some Super Bowls. And then if you can get to the quarterback like Randy Gregory did on that huge blow-up fumble against Mac Jones, then you have yourselves a nice defense, right? But collectively, that is just three names. And I feel like those are the only three names that we can really say that are difference makers on this defense right now. Without that, I'm seeing a defense that is very passive when it comes to tackling, when it comes to getting a stop and setting the tone. They don't set the tone when it comes to their defense. They just absorb. They absorb the hits that this offense is bringing to them. So as long as they don't give up the, the huge chunk play on a running play for Damian Harris, they think they're doing the, the right thing. But picking up seven to eight, maybe even a first down completely on just one run because you're missing tackles, well, that's going to be a problem going forward because I feel like this defense is somewhat good at tackling compared to other years, but I see multiple times to where this defense just looks tired and they don't tackle properly to where then they break off and they get an extra two or three yards. It may not sound like a lot, but for the Patriots, they earn all those wins in 20 years of Super Bowls with those little extra yardage plays, those little things that they do correctly that defenses don't pick up on or especially on field position in special teams. Those are things that the Cowboys just are terrible at. They are terrible at, and the Patriots succeed in that. They, they, they just, they're so good at that. So early on in this game to where the Cowboys, I just feel like they're not aggressive when it comes to tackling. They're not aggressive to take a chance, to, to blitz. Like Micah Parsons didn't even look like he was blitzing much of this game. He was a stand-up linebacker compared to the other weeks where this defense just looked absolutely phenomenal to where he's rushing the quarterback. I know you got Randy Gregory, and I know that you got, I don't know who's on the other side. You're going to have Demarcus Lawrence for most of the year once he comes back. It's going to be a little bit, but for right now, you feel good about Randy Gregory. You feel good about, uh, I don't know, um, who's on the edge right now? Basham, you feel good about him. Uh, Urban, Watkins, whoever the whoever is that. Even Dorrance Armstrong if he's not hurt. You know, you feel good about that. 
But I feel like with Micah Parsons, it brings it to a, just a different level. And I don't feel you have the same impact with Micah Parsons if you have him at just straight-up linebacker. Cre creativity is a huge thing that they lack in Dallas when it comes to that defense for so many years. Now I feel like you have that guy to where that excuse is no longer valid. You have a guy that you can be so creative with because you saw what he did at Penn State. This man can do anything. This man can do anything around the field and at his will. Like, it's not – no one's going to make that decision for him. Like, no offensive lineman's going to be like, oh, yeah, they stopped Micah Parsons. Maybe we should try something else. No, Micah Parsons is going to force his will onto you. It doesn't matter because he is athletically gifted like that. So if you have that combination with Randy Gregory and Trevon Diggs, I mean, I know those are just individuals, but I think as an overall unit, you got to be better at tackling. you got to be better at the fundamentals. I know that oh, fucking Rod Marinelli. Remember him? Like, remember he just focused on fundamentals and yet they couldn't do that right? I feel like this team doesn't... They, you can't be at that level anymore. You can't be to where you're like, you're just good enough. Trevon Diggs is up here. I mean, he is at the top level, elite status in the NFL right now. And then the rest of that secondary is kind of just like 30 feet down below. Now, I mean, they are digging deep just to get out of the trenches, you know? So it's it's got to be a, a collective unit rather than just individuals that are making plays. I'm, I'm thankful for Trevon Diggs. Like, Trevon Diggs is keeping this team from maybe some mediocre play defensively, especially in the secondary. And without him, imagine the amount of turnovers that this defense would not have without him. And, like, that... I know I'm getting ahead of myself here, but I, in the, the point of the game to where Greg Zerline misses that field goal... And by the way, it, now thinking about it, it might have been the smartest thing for him to do to miss it left because whoever came off the edge for the Patriots and almost got a hand on it, if he kicks it straight to where it goes in, he tries to get it upright, man, oh man, that, that thing's blocked and it could lead to a disastrous play for the Dallas Cowboys and it could lead to the end of the game. But Greg Zerline had the instinct to just completely shoot it left to where it wasn't going to be blocked. He might have gotten in, who knows, but at least you avoid the block. And that could have been returned easily because no one else was there for the Dallas Cowboys. So Greg Zerline missing that field goal might have not been the worst thing in the world because just a few plays later, Trevon Diggs, sensational play. Can we just talk about, if I'm watching that play over and over again, the more and more I see it, the, the more impressive it is because of how reactive Trevon Diggs is is on that play. That ball comes in very awkwardly past uh, past Jacoby Myers or Aguilar. I want to say it's Jacoby Myers. But it goes past him, and it, it somewhat goes into like the, the right shoulder neck area of Trevon Diggs, and he grasps it with one hand and immediately clamps it and starts going like he's a wide receiver. Like We know we, he, he wanted to go into uh, Alabama as a wide receiver, and Nick Saban said, no, 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 you're going to play cornerback. And he was devastated by that. And he maybe wants to play some wide receiver while he's in Dallas. But the hands and the hand-eye coordination, it's unbelievable. He looks like a wide receiver once he's once he's got his eyes on the end zone. This guy runs like he's a wide receiver. He had better hands than Cedric Wilson for most of this game. I'll get to Cedric Wilson in a minute because that, that's a topic in its own. But like individual plays like that, 
Diggs, seventh interception this season. Absolutely incredible play out of him. And he gets a pick six the second of the year. Brings the Cowboys back into this game late in the in the fourth quarter. Without that play, I know the Cowboys had three timeouts at that point, but it's hard for them to really stop this running game. To me, for, for me to feel confident in them getting the ball back with enough time. I believe in Dak. I believe in this offense. They can do whatever they want because on a third and 24, apparently, it wasn't a second and 24. It was a third and 24. He just throws a dime to CeeDee Lamb that just falls short of a yard. So they can do anything they want. But I want my defense to be responsible. I I want them to be held accountable for plays on the field because Mac Jones and this offense was not great. They weren't phenomenal. Trevon Diggs gave up that 75-yard play. The following play after the, the interception and the pick six, that's on him. That's on KZ. And they got to be held accountable for that because this game is so much easier if you don't give up that 75-yard bomb by Mac Jones. It was a weird, awkward play for for KZ and for Diggs, thinking that he had help, which he did. But the way that the ball was going, it, it was just weird how it was going down like that. But think about how different everything would have been throughout this game. You know, like the missed field goals. Um, if the Patriots go for it on fourth and one multiple times in this game, which they didn't because they prefer field position over taking that opportunity to get the first down while the Cowboys will take that opportunity and go for it, even if it's on their side of the field. Like, adversity. that like It's just the, the big word that I got to use. And I don't think you can say adversity without talking about Cedric Wilson in this game. It's hard to believe. It's hard. It's weird to say, but Cedric Wilson determined the fate of this game multiple times throughout. I mean, think about it. He had the easy catch in the end zone and he had it in his hands dropped because he had a defender behind him and got his hands on it. He dropped an easy touchdown, which I believe he should get all the time. I love Cedric Wilson. Loved him ever since he came out of Boise State. He drops that pass. All right. That's fine. You know, we'll, we got to live with it. Then later on that game, he fumbles the punt return or the, the, the catch on the punt. And he almost loses it to where the Patriots could have had an incredible field position. So you're already feeling like, oh man, it's just not his day. He also had some catches to where he's getting banged up. He had a, a, another drop throughout this game. And I'm like, oh man, it's just a rough day for Cedric Wilson. Like Usually I feel like he's a lot better. But now that he's had an opportunity to really be a factor in this game, he doesn't get it done. Until that fourth and four play to continue this drive on the field goal to tie the game at 29 to get it into overtime. Who does Dak go to on fourth and four game on the line? He goes to Cedric Wilson on a little floater, a little floater over to Cedric Wilson and his hands just, oh, just ah you know like it it was just a beautiful touch a beautiful grab and it continues to play it was the most important game for the cowboys for sure um, at that point of the game without that they lose possession the patriots at least get a field goal out of it and the game's over really so cedric wilson battling throughout that game having his bad moments having some good moments and just staying in it and dak prescott says i'm gonna go to you I trust you because you're one of my best guys. I know Michael Gallup is going to come back. 
probably after the bye week or maybe a week after the Minnesota game. But Cedric Wilson, you're my guy for right now. You got to go to him. And he did it. He, he stepped up to the plate. Adversity, ladies and gentlemen. Adversity. How bad they played in the first half. Only having 10 points in, in the first half, which is weird to say for this offense. And they're down by four going into the half. I never felt like the Patriots were a, a more talented team throughout this game. I never felt like they were the better team. I think they had a better game plan going into it. And I said that. I think Bill Belichick can outcoach Mike McCarthy. And that's still true today. Hand to God. I will take Bill Belichick over Mike McCarthy. It doesn't matter. The Bill Belichick system is always going to be a tricky thing because it, it can work one week completely fine and then one week it's going to look terrible. It looked pretty bad against Houston. It looked great against the Dallas Cowboys. How does that make sense? I don't know, but it's the NFL. It's Bill Belichick and Bill we trust, of course, right? So the game plan was establish a running game even though they know we're going to run the football, even with our banged-up offensive line and defensively. I, I have preached about this defense saying that they are talented, that they can just do so many great things to rush the quarterback with Matthew Judon and Chase Winovich. Uh, in the secondary, Kyle Duggar is one of my favorite players. Guess who picked off Dak Prescott in the red zone? It was Kyle Duggar. This defense is extremely talented, and I feel like it can win them a lot of games going forward. This defense is nowhere near the worst thing on this team. Nowhere near it. And of course, the one game that they really step up on is the Dallas Cowboys game against my own team. Of course, I'm going to eat my own words there, but I wasn't surprised. I was not surprised whatsoever. That defense, even though they gave up 32 first downs, they gave up, they, they were on the field for 82 plays, 82 plays for the Dallas Cowboys offense. They gave up 567 yards. They gave up 445 of that through the air. But guess what? Two turnovers. They also had a three out of thirteen or three out of thirteen third down efficiency. Like they got the Cowboys off the field a lot of the time. Fourth down efficiency, they were fifty percent. Like that's great if you really look at it. And even though the stats show that this is a blowout, much like the Tampa Bay one did, New England was still in this game. They they were in this game to the very end. And you got to appreciate that. Like. I know it's a heartbreak loss. I know it's just a one, another one of those games where you're like, you, you knew you had it. And this is the perfect scenario because the Cowboys were shooting themselves and they were just beating themselves. And New England took advantage of that a lot of that time. It's just the Cowboys were just, it's just one of those things where you get a little frustrated because when you grow up, you're growing up in school and you're saying like, you know, I work hard. I, I do my homework. I study or if I'm doing like a sport and I work my ass off, I practice every day, I'm working on getting better each and every day. But there's people that are just naturally more talented than me. They're, they're just going to be better because they just had that God-given talent. And they're just better. No matter how hard I work, I will work my ass off and I will get to a point to where I feel good and confident. But sometimes athletically talented teams that just have a little bit of luck and the Cowboys had plenty of it in this game... Sometimes you just get the short end of the stick if you're that kid. Sometimes you just you gotta take it and say they're just they're just that damn talented. And that's what it is. Dak Prescott, much more talented than Mac Jones. Uh Ezekiel Elliott, much more talented than Damian Harris. Offensive line, a little bit better. 
than the uh, New England Patriots one. And CeeDee Lamb, a little bit better than Kendra Bone. Just, just a little bit, right? There was multiple times in this game to where a tip pass, um, a bad throw by Dak Prescott. And then it just somehow finds its way to like a little area in the field where nobody's at, where Dalton Schultz just somehow grabs the ball out of the air. You know, like Cedric Wilson had that one pass to where it went completely through his hands. Like since we're talking about Cedric Wilson. And then it just found its way to Dalton Schultz, even though it was in the air. A little bit of luck. Sometimes you need that. When you're on a roll and you, you just have that hot hand, sometimes luck is on your side. And the Cowboys usually don't have that. But at this point in the season, they do have that. And I feel like that was that was it. Patriots worked their asses off. They, they wanted it more than the Cowboys, if we're really being honest. I felt like going into this game, watching 60 minutes plus of this game, the, the Patriots needed this win more than the Cowboys. I think if the Cowboys would have lost this game, I would have been like, ah, you know what, it's the Patriots. They're going to keep it scrappy. They're going to keep it ugly. They're going to make you work for every single yard, which they did, especially in that fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter, you saw Dak Prescott have to work harder and harder to get those four or five yards on that play action, on a naked bootleg. You see him roll out and just have to dump it to Dalton Schultz, maybe to Tony Pollard. And just, just get the ball out and say, all right, we have another set of downs. Now we can just continue this, but we got to keep it. We got to keep it safe because after that, after the, um, the interception and the fumble in the, at the goal line, which by the way, I mean, how many times are we going to call that and not say it's a touchdown, but you got to think that Dak's playing a little bit of hero ball now to where he wants the ball so bad. He wants to put it on his shoulders as much as possible that it hurts him in the end and bites him in the ass. So I, I think it's good that Dak Prescott had a little bit of a struggle in this game against a really good defense and a defensive scheme with the Belichicks, but it's nice to have that little luck and a little bit of a, a little bit of a, just, all right, a little bit of humble, like that nice piece of pie to humble you, right? But I will say the Patriots felt like the more wanting team, but not the better team. Because the stats show for themselves, like the, this offense for the Cowboys just got the ball rolling in the second half, and they they did a phenomenal job of keeping that ball in their hands, keeping Mac Jones on the sideline, and taking control of this game. The defense stepped up by stopping the run, not not really like shutting it down, but limiting the amount of chunk plays and limiting the big plays down the field. They only had one, and that was the Trevon Diggs blown uh, coverage. And that that's just a smart play from Belichick. It, like, who's going to think that after a pick six by Trevon Diggs, you're going to go to him again? I don't think Diggs would have known that. But that's just a smart play, right? But after that, it just felt like the Cowboys settled down defensively. They made adjustments. I, th- I feel like I'm saying that more and more each week. But the adjustments being made by this team, it's getting better. It's getting better. Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn, they're doing a, a really great job. They're doing a phenomenal job. But... Like I said, it just comes down to adversity. Think about, and this this is the perfect example, and this is what I just, I'm always going to go back to as we as we finish up this. 2016 was the only other year to where I watched this Dallas Cowboys team, and I think I feel good in critical situations. It they made me think otherwise because in previous years, even with Romo, even with those great offenses, it felt like that defense was going to collapse. And they weren't going to keep them in games or cost them games. But 
in 2016, let's say like against Minnesota, against, I, why did I say Minnesota? Against the Steelers. Remember that great game in Pittsburgh to where the Cowboys were just desperately like trying to get out of there with a win. And they were just trying their best. And then they had that screen pass. They had that screen pass to Ezekiel Elliott and he takes it to the home or it, it t- takes it home. And then late in that fourth quarter, they say, all right, if they can get a first down, this game's over. They go for a touchdown straight up the middle with Ezekiel Elliott. This team is shocking me by not only not collapsing under the pressure in critical situations and clutch situations, but they're actually exceeding in these situations. Like they, it feels like they're born for these situations. Dak Prescott is born for overtime. He is born and he is, he is just perfect for late critical fourth quarter overtime where he's got to take that responsibility. When people say, all right, Dak Prescott, this is your time. This is where you prove that you're one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And guess what? He proves it. He has not missed a pass. He is perfect in completions, in overtime, 18 of 18, no interceptions. What is it? Eight touchdowns? Something like that? And his passer rating is off the charts. This dude is born and made for these situations. But now it feels like that is transferring over to everyone on this team. Trevon Diggs, Micah Parsons, Randy Gregory, this defense in general, the offense, CeeDee Lamb, Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard. Like, through all of the issues with penalties, through all of those issues, all the the just dirty, those gritty first downs that you have to get against this Patriots defense. And not only do you accomplish that by getting through it just like just wiggling past it but at the very end at overtime you come up with a great play call kellen moore of a play action cd lamb's wide open against jalen mills the former philadelphia eagle a great play call he's wide open he's wide open and we're talking about a play that they've ran pretty much the entire game just a, a simple play action they stuck to their guns they felt confident in what they were doing boy oh boy this team is impressing me week after week. And this was a game that was much different from the others. The others, you can say, well, they just played bad teams. And yeah, New England's 2-4, and four, and they're winless at home. But if you watch this game, you know that the Patriots aren't a bad team. They're just not a very talented team, but they work their asses off. This is still a well-coached team, and they gave it their all on Sunday. And I think a Patriots team that gives it their all on Sunday afternoon is still a lot more dangerous than some of these other great teams around the NFL. They can compete against the best in the NFL with how they played yesterday. Absolutely amazing um, performance for the New England Patriots despite the loss. And for the Cowboys, yes, there were a lot of mistakes and they are far from perfect. I am not ready, even though they're 5-1, and one, I am not ready to say they are Super Bowl bound. But what I love about watching this game is that even through the bad times, the the batted balls, the turnovers, especially for Dak Prescott, the lack of ability to run the football efficiently like you've had in multiple weeks, and the defense giving up a lot of plays in the first half. They didn't crumble. They never put themselves down. They said, we're going to stick to what we've been doing all year long. We're going to be confident that we can come back in this football game. We're going to win this football game on the road against a hostile environment in Foxborough. 
and we are going to prove that we are legit, that we are the real deal in the NFL. And at 5-1 and one right now, 5-1 and one going into the bye week, I think this is the perfect opportunity to have a bye week. And Mike McCarthy said that in his press conference is that I feel like this bye week is perfect for us because you're not going into it thinking that you are untouchable. No one's going to think that, oh, the Cowboys cannot be stopped. Cowboys can be stopped. They can shoot themselves in the foot. This team is not perfect whatsoever. But going into this bye week, learning from the mistakes against a Patriots team that's going to look good on film, like you're going to look at this film and evaluate that this is the perfect film for the Cowboys to watch going into that bye week against a pretty roller coaster Minnesota Vikings team. But if you learn from the mistakes that you made in this game about how you you really crumbled yourself. Like you, you could have made this an easier game. And how many times have we said that in the past for the Dallas Cowboys? But I feel like this is a good uh, piece of humble pie. This is something where you look at the film, and you're like, all right, this is not terrible. Like we just, we didn't show up. It wasn't that. It was just, we got to learn from our mistakes. You know, there, we, we knew what we were trying to do. We just didn't execute it properly. And I feel like that's where it's different for the Cowboys this year from previous years. Is that in previous years, I don't think they knew what they were doing from day one. Like they were just kind of going out there and saying, we have a bunch of talent. We're just going to see what we can do with it. This, this felt like we have a lot of talent, so we should win this game. But after a while, you're like, oh, we actually have to execute our game plan. And then they executed it. And most of these other losses to where they get humiliated, including against the Patriots, their execution is absolutely terrible. Their execution was not perfect in this game, but execution has been better as of late. And going into this game, it was great. After this game, not so great, but stuff that you can definitely learn from and move forward with in the right direction. And plus, you're getting Lyle Collins back for the Minnesota Vikings game. You're getting on track to get Michael Gallup back. It'll take maybe another month for uh, Demarcus Lawrence and for Neville Gallimore. But think about this team. We're in week six. We have 17 games to play in this regular season, ladies and gentlemen. And looking at their schedule, you don't have to play a defense like the Patriots Probably until Arizona, who's a top five defense in this league. You don't have to play anybody like that until week 16. So for right now, you come off this tough win, gritty win. You feel good about yourselves for getting that win and for sticking with it. You know, just fighting through it. But definitely, definitely it feels like a great mindset for this team to say, uh, you know, we, we kind of needed that. We kind of needed that, that, uh, that reality check. But in the right way. I felt like a reality check usually means a loss for a lot of these great teams. Um, but for the Cowboys, that leads to CeeDee Lamb getting nine receptions, 149 yards, and two touchdowns. Dak Prescott uh, throwing for 51 uh, or for 36 and 51, 445 yards, three touchdowns, and one interception. This was, this is what the Tampa Bay game should have been. You know, like the stats are pretty similar. Cowboys dominated. The score just doesn't make sense, but it comes out in the right direction for the Cowboys. I felt like it should have gone the right direction against the Bucs, and that's why I'm a little bit more upset about that game more than any game this season. But this was the opposite. This is where I'm like, good. You did win that game when you had all the stats, but I can understand why it was hard because it's Bill Belichick and the Patriots, you know? So uh, later on uh, this week, I kind of want to do a, a podcast with Eddie, um, Patriots fan, obviously. So... Uh, not really talking about the game. We'll talk about the game briefly, but more about where the season's been going for these teams and where we're going after um, week six. 
so keep keep that in mind. I think we're going to have a great conversation uh, about each other's teams. but and, and we'll just have a nice conversation about this game too. But, man, oh, man, what, what a game. Um, I wouldn't say it's game of the year. I think Chargers and Browns still have that. Or the Bengals versus the Packers. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with my argument. That's probably one of the games of the year. But this, this was definitely the best game of the week. Definitely the best game of the week. And, you know, Cowboys, they're doing good. 5-1 and one going into the bye week. Kind of sad because now that I'm actually really excited to watch this team, we get a bye week. But this feeling, like, I, I was I was so ready to watch this game all day long. I was ready to come home. And it lived up to the hype. So I hope you guys enjoyed the review that we did for this game. Uh, I hope you're enjoying all the content that we're doing. I, I promise that once I get really into to um, really into it, like fully again, I'm still trying to get accustomed to everything. I promise you that content is gonna blow up. Content's gonna be really good, and it's only gonna get better and better from here. And if that means the Cowboys go far into the playoffs, and we talk about the Cowboys for months on end, I I, I think I hope you enjoy it. I really hope you enjoy it, but. Believe me, winners and losers coming this week as well. So I got some football to watch. Watching the Bills and the Titans in a really good game so far. Um, and I got some other games to watch before tomorrow with uh, with Kevin. So um, keep that in mind. YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever. Wherever you get this podcast from, anchor.fm slash bubbleletts to become a paid member. Only a dollar a month, people. Only a dollar. I'll take a dollar. I'll holla for a dollar. You know? You know? Yeah. But, great. C.D. Lamb, that's a, that's a bad man. That's a bad man. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 244 of the Bubble Up Sports Podcast, and we will see you next time on the Bubble Up Sports Podcast. Yeah, hold on. Tell me who's your top five quarterbacks right now, dead or alive, huh? And how much do you care about a ring if the best player got carried by the team? Mm. 